In today's episode of the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, we have a very special guest that I believe all the trainers, coaches, really anybody who owns a business at all in today's uh, day and age will ex- really, really appreciate this episode. Uh, my good friend Joey Persia is on the podcast today. I'm interviewing him. Um, he is what I call a professional writer, if that's even a thing. So he's been in the fitness industry for a really long time, but his main um, expertise, I should say, is writing. It always has been. He got really in-depth with blog blogging, not only for himself, but for some really high-level people, including Brett Contreras, John Romanello, and some other really, really cool people. He's doing some work for some really big names in the industry when it comes to copywriting, advertising, email marketing, everything that we as trainers need to know but don't always want to learn, right? It's a process to learn how to write extremely well and to write for money. So today on the podcast, I brought Joey on so he can teach us how to turn words into money essentially, or in other words, words into leads and leads become clients and clients are people that we can help change their lives. So if there's any way that I believe is a really, really strong way to influence people in today's age, it's words, right? On Facebook, on Instagram, through emails, through whatever platform you are using, you need to know how to market yourself. And a lot of times you have to use words. So Joey breaks it down for us. He teaches us a lot about blogging. He teaches us a lot about storytelling, about copywriting. And then we announce a really special uh, announcement uh, that he has for us, an opportunity for you guys to learn directly from him um, for extremely low price. It's awesome. But he pretty much breaks down everything that is included in that product in today's show and I'm I'm obviously you can tell I'm super fired up because my online business was created from writing blogs um, since I was 19 years old. That's how I started all this, and it, and it built into what I have today. So this is something that really is uh, something I'm passionate about, and I loved having Joey on because he's such an expert in this uh, arena. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this this interview we have here today. Um, another quick announcement. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Reebok One. As you guys know, that is a sponsor and affiliate of this podcast, and I love and appreciate them for the support they give me. So if you guys want a chance, if trainers specifically want a chance to join the movement click the link in the description below reebok1.com slash boom boom you can get an opportunity to get 40 percent off your first purchase and 25 percent off for life yes for life it's pretty fucking ridiculous after that you can get an opportunity to see uh tons of updates they're going to be having within the reebok one culture coming up soon so without further ado please welcome my friend joey persia All right, so today we got Joey Persia. Am I saying that right? I always wonder, Persia. Yeah, Persia. Okay, I always want to say Piercy. I don't know why. <laughs> Definitely not that. Most people get like uh, Persia. No, it's, it's Persia. Is it Italian? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Are you just straight Italian? No, you know what? We thought we were, or like a, a good majority of it, and then my uh like basically my entire family did like the 23 and me thing like last year right we're like holy shit we're like all this other stuff (laughs) it's still still, like the majority of like is italian and then it's like all this other stuff is it is it one of those things where you guys prefer to just claim yourself as italian yeah no well like i just i don't even know all the other stuff no one did no one knew all of it it's like (laughs) Like the, it's still the majority, like 75%. And then it goes okay. like, then it's like Albanian, then it's like some Irish, but then there's like a bunch of other percentages of stuff that we didn't even know we were. Yeah. Even my grandpa, who was so into all that shit, he's like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we uh, we're all my my dad's side of the family claims they're all Irish, and we found out that we're all actually a lot more of other stuff. And actually, we found out we're actually Scottish, and our our ancestors got literally banned from the country of Ireland for being pirates. <laughs> so they are uh, banned from the country of Scotland, and then they moved to Ireland. And that's why we're like Irish, but like they won't admit that we're not really Irish. It's really funny <laughs> that we're fucking pirates. <laughs> so, uh, so let's get right into it, man. Today, I definitely want to talk about, like I said before the call, just writing because I think um, for me personally, I've always had a passion in writing. I love blogging. I love doing all this stuff. So I want to kind of get into your backstory on that, and then give the like. There's a lot of trainers that listen to us, so they can actually understand how important writing is to not only like get your message out, but to actually make money, like. I've experienced that a lot to where my business is a product of how well I've been able to write content. Um, and then now that I'm getting into more and more in depth in my business, I realize that there's more to content like copywriting, right? Like learning how to do that for different ads or marketing or anything. Um, so first, like why writing? Like what got you into that realm? Um, oh, wow. Like just writing in general. Um, Have you always been a writer or is it like – no. Okay. Did that no, start no, with no, fitness? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically my writing started with fitness. So like just to get an idea, my background was um, – so now I just I, I just do copywriting and like marketing stuff. So before that, I was a trainer for like 10 years. I got my undergrad and master's degree in exercise science. So like all of the writing that I did uh, – in high school, it sucked. Then all the writing I did in college was was for the research basis side of it. Like writing my thesis, it's, it's all very like cut, dry, like – these are the facts. This is the research. Like you're, you're, you know, made to write in a certain way. And right. uh, as it turns out, writing like that to, you know, engage people with content is a terrible way to write. Yeah. So like when I did start doing that, like I was a terrible writer. Um, so I was never like one of those guys that just enjoyed writing. Um, I do now. I love it. But it was kind of like I developed that over time for sure. So um, you don't so even I, you don't even remember in like high school ever being into English class or anything like that. No. Really? Okay. No. See, see, that's what's crazy is because <laughs> when people ask me, that's my go-to. I'm like, man, I I was horrible in every class except English. Like, I loved writing in English class, so that's surprising. I was good in gym class. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> no, um, you know, if we're not like, I can't remember a class that I was like, oh, I really like that class. No, the only thing I can remember about English class is like my one teacher that sucked, and me and my buddy like always used to fuck around in class. That's the only thing I can remember about like classes <laughs> also, so definitely not a writer uh like when i was young maybe i like wrote randomly i don't think i did um but it, it actually started so i was working for um brett Contreras at the time and um like at, that's one of the things that we did was like help him write like some of the you know bigger pieces um so like that's actually when i started writing and it was for fitness so that was maybe four or five years ago and then what, um, did you start like, your own blog after that or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we worked with him for a couple months and then after that he moved home and then maybe that following year I started my blog um, and then just like writing content from there. And then one of my, um, you know, first mentors and, and friends is John Romanello and he's like a huge writer. So, right. and that was the thing. It's like write content, write content and like get good at writing. Um, so it was just like practicing over and over and then just doing that. But I remember when I was writing this up for Brett, I actually like hated writing. Like I didn't enjoy it. Um, and now that's like all I do. <laughs> so, so was there, 
was the drive because like other mentors or people above you were telling you that this is a really good way to like niche yourself or to build yourself into the fitness world or did you just see like a direct correlation to success or results from what you were putting into the content i wouldn't say it was like um i was seeing results from the stuff because i wasn't like it it was there's just I think for most people, there's such a long time of like when you actually start writing to getting great feedback from the writing. One, maybe it was slower for me because my writing wasn't good and then it like took a while for it to develop or it was just like the following that's not there. And especially now when like the world is so busy, like there's so much stuff on fitness, there's so much of all everything. So I think even now it's the most important to be exceptional at writing or like if you're just fantastic on video and audio. Like right. they're just, you have to be good at something. And then the better you can be at like all of the things, the more, like the easier it is to get your message out, whatever it was. Right. So I think it was like, okay, um, Brett, who I was working for, like, that's how he got his message out. Like, that's how he grew everything was writing. Roman was the same way. So I was like seeing these guys writing and like I, Instagram wasn't big. Or I don't even know if it was a thing yet. Maybe it was, but it was probably really new. Um, so it was like, that's how everyone was getting their word out. That's how they built their blogs. That's how they built their businesses was writing. Right. Like that to me was like the only thing that I can see. Okay. And then you obviously started your own blog, which was just joeypersida.com. Yeah. Yeah. And, so that and was all fitness stuff. All fitness content, right? Yeah, fitness so, and like general life stuff. And, do you yeah. have like a recommended um, – did you ever have like a system around it or was it really just like – like because I asked this just because I'm yeah. super like routine. Like my Google calendars yeah. has like text this person and post this and like <laughs> everything in there. So for me, I have like time where it's like, OK, sit down and write your newsletters for the week. Sit down and actually write a blog. Did you have a system or was it just like when you had free time, you would just do as many words as you can get out? I know people like Adam Bornstein have this thing about – writing a thousand words every single morning or something like that because it like ingrains the habit, which I think is somewhat crazy. I haven't done that, but, um, what, what were you like with all that? I think when I started, it was just like, just write whenever. And it was like, I want to put out like a blog, uh, you know, a week or a month or whatever it was. I think when I started, it was like a month. And then from, there was like a certain amount of time where I did like maybe one a week or something like that or every other week. I, I don't really, I'm not sure, but as a caveat, I'm just like, I'm not great at putting those, like, I'm going to do this at this time and do that. Like if I did, I know I'd be way more productive and do things like that. It was more so like I was training at the time still like full time. So it was like, I'm going to write when I have time to do it. Like in order to training your schedules all over the place, you're doing this thing Then I'm trying to like, then I'm building my online business too. So I had like programming for those clients then I'm writing. So it wasn't like, I'm going to program at this time. I'm going to write at this time. I'm going to train at this time. It was like, okay, now I have a free, like I have a free hour. Like I'm just going to write, right. I'm going to do this thing. Um, so it was, it was a habit of writing every day, like for sure. Um, there was no doubt about that. It was like, whether I was writing and putting the content on Facebook, um, whether I was writing and you know, that was my blog where I was writing something like random things that I was just writing since I got serious about writings, which is, you know, a little bit after my blog started, it was right every single day, like no option. Um, when I'm good about it, it was like right first thing in the morning. Um, so that's when like I got into copywriting a lot. Like I was still training full time. So I would wake up like normally my clients would start anywhere from like, I don't know, I want to say six to seven, depending on the day. So I'd wake up at like five or earlier to like 
do my half hour of like reading, writing, get on the train, go to work, train, and then like all those breaks throughout the day is the same thing. So it was it was every single day, period. Yeah. But it was like where I could fit it. If I had a, a system or a routine around it, I'm sure it would have been better. Um, I I did have days where you say like newsletter style, like I would have um, like for your emails, I would have like okay Monday. For the most part, I did. Um, it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a while. I was just doing three a week, um, or like Tuesday and Thursday. And it was like that. I knew that day a newsletter was going out. Like that got written and that got sent out. Right, and I think that's huge because there's a lot of people that really want to get good at writing, and they they get stuck because they don't have three hours to write a two thousand word monster blog today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the whole point. And it's something that I've been actually trying to get better at because I see you do it all the time. You'll just even do a really long Facebook post, but it's like yeah. a great Facebook post, or even if it's just a paragraph long, like do something, use your words, and then write it. And and the fact that this this sounds weird calling you a professional writer, but I mean, <laughs> it's kind of what the fuck you are. So coming I mean, from yeah, I guess. <laughs> coming from a professional writer, like that's a good insight for a lot of people listening to understand. Because I get that question all the time, like, oh, what should I do? What are tips on a blog? And I'm always just like, dude, just fucking start writing. Like, that's the biggest key. Um, and I think, and I know you've probably read this. I I think it's called uh, How to Get Published or How to, but it's by John uh, Romanell, I think, in Adam Bornstein, maybe old book it wasn't with adam yeah i think maybe with like lou schuler and stuff yeah it was like a couple guys yeah it was how to get published in fitness or something like that right and that was one of their big things right just write all the time and then find your voice and that's the only way you're going to find your voice because my issue was i was reading a lot of like nate green stuff and then a lot of jason fruge's stuff and and they're completely different voices Mm -hmm. but i was kind of getting battling like trying to find my voice and i think that's a really really big key yeah which is it's funny because like you try to find your voice, but your voice, like it always, like, I think it'll always evolve with, as you evolve at a person, as a person anyway. Yeah. But that's also so important. Why it's so important to write all the time is to figure out like who you are and what you want to talk about. And like the main themes that your business or what you talk about, like, re- you know, revolves around and putting that into your writing. So that's why it wasn't like, I'm going to write this blog. And, um, I, I think that's why I didn't like, there was so much of me figuring out what I was doing. Cause like I said, like I was switching careers. Like I was like in-person training, like online and like my background for a while was like powerlifting. So I was like trying to do that online. I was like, I don't want to work with these type of people. Like I want to do this thing. So it was, it was figuring out like who I wanted to work with the content that, you know, would resonate with them. And then like the, I call them like the pillars that like, that your kind of business re- revolves around, you know? And like, for us, I think a lot of the stuff we talk about is the same. It's also like having a life outside of it and like writing about that and letting people know that like, you know, we spend time with the women of our life yeah. and like and do all that stuff. So, um, but some people like that's not part of their thing. That's not part of their business. Like if you look on, you know, twerking at like Instagram traders and like they're all abs and ass, like that's a very different business. Not to say that's like right or wrong, but they're speaking to people differently. They're writing differently. They're, or their videos, whatever it is, it's like a different, you know, different feel to their business. And, and like, that's what they have to put into their business. If you want to build a business like that. Yep. hundred percent. I think that's huge because you have to have a target audience or else it's all pointless because you can't be like dropping F bombs every other line. If you're trying to train like old ladies, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you have to have a balance now. Or even the kids. For the yeah, most part. Exactly. Because yeah. Parents, like I don't want that around my kids. Exactly. Yeah. yeah same thing. So um, I think that's huge. And I, I mainly want to talk about that because you – so you've been a trainer. You've been an online trainer and now you're doing professional writing. <laughs> so 
I, I want to get your opinion on it because a lot of people want to get away from in-person training and start online training or just do a combination of both so they can obviously make more money uh, with less time in the gym. How important do you think it is to actually be writing or to blog or to do any of this stuff we're talking about for those people who want to make that transition? Um, I think it's huge. So there's there's obviously people who don't do it with writing. They do it with like YouTube and videos um, and they build big audiences that way. But you need a way to get like your message out to more people. Um, and that's how you're going to build a business to start like training people online. So yeah, it's like, I think it's super important. Like plain and simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, have, you know what I mean? Like you have to be doing something to get, to get it out. Like, like I said, you can do that on Instagram and, and, but like, even when you won't look at the posts like that, there's still the content that's written in the posts. If, if that's good, they're going to get shared and liked and commented on more than like just the picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, now, if we're just looking at like you know a great body, then like yeah, you might get more likes. But the content is actually <laughs> going to get someone to take action in some sort of way. Yeah, hundred you know I mean? percent. And like, I think it, it has to be good. I think too. Like one thing I took away from, and you were there too at the summit with uh, Adam Bornstein was talking about, or maybe it was Luca. I can't remember who was referring to it, but essentially all these different avenues of social media and just getting content out should all lead back to one place that you actually want the person to go. So Mm -hmm. whether you are somebody who just posts their abs all over uh, Instagram or you're somebody who actually has like informative content, I think it needs to go back somewhere. So even if your blog isn't consistently coming out with blogs every other day, it's it's somewhere where you can send people for free content because when I post a picture on Instagram, I'm not like trying to sell you. I'm just saying, hey, if you want more free content, go to my website. And then on my website, I probably will eventually lead down a rabbit hole to selling you on something, right? And I think that's really important. And a blog yeah, so, kind of gives you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is – so we'll look at that as – so if you don't know, like you're listening to this, you don't know what like copywriting is. Um, it's not like the legal terms of like protecting your work. So as a copywriter, like what I do is it's just like – a way to communicate what like something your message to someone and that causes a action of some sort. So that can be like to like something, to buy something, to share something, whatever it is. So that's what copywriting is. Direct response copywriting, which is what we're talking about. So that point that you just made, that's direct response marketing. Like you want to get people to one place to build an audience. So a lot of direct response marketers would talk about um, building an email list and why that's so important. Now it is, and, and the whole reason why they say that is the most important is because you own that list like no matter what. Um, Facebook could – like I don't think it is, but it could disappear or like you've heard of things all the time. Where, like I've, I've seen a lot recently. People's accounts have got banned, like people with huge, huge followings and they just like said something wrong. Maybe it was like a political thing or something else. Yeah. And they actually got banned off Facebook for like 30, 60 or 90 days, whatever it is. And if you have your whole business on that or Instagram, you know, people with a lot of Instagram, like huge accounts, they get their things hacked. And then delete it. And they're missing like 50 like to a million – you know, like, or like 500,000 uh, to like a million followers. So like if that's your business and that's it, that's like what, what do you do then? You have yeah. to start from scratch and build everything all over. So if you have a blog, you're sending people back to the blog, like your content back to the blog. That – on that blog, you have an opt-in for your email list that you're creating a list of some sort. That you just have that following of people that you can put your, put your message out to at any time. So that's what those lead magnets that are that you see a lot of people are like, you know, here's this free workout and take this or like here's this free nutrition guy that's going to do this. And um, that's what like you exchange your email address and name for something that they have. And now you're like now they're you're in their world and you can like connect with them whenever you want through different ways. But it's just like 
always having that audience. Like someone, what you don't want is someone just to come to your blog, there to be nothing there, they read an article, leave, never come back. Because I don't know about your computer, but if you look at my computer at any given time, there are lots of tabs open. Yeah. And like, sometimes they just like, they'll get closed without even getting looked at. So a way for, you know, if, if someone's coming back to your site a couple times, and they still like leave and then like they might be gone forever. Like you don't know, but if you have something really good to give them, give them, that's going to help them. That's awesome because then you're going to be able to connect to them again. So eventually down the road after you've been helping and helping and helping and they're like, wow, Cody's awesome. I'm going to go to him when I want coaching as opposed to like, you know, some other person that like helped me once or maybe wasn't even helpful. And they just, they just tried selling me something right away. So huge dude. And I love that too. Cause we've actually talked about this plenty of times, um, off camera and off, off the audio, but if you can't build that trust, it's going to be hard to sell them on anything. And I think a lot of people struggle with trying to give them that free stuff at the beginning. And, and I always tell people, I so one of my first things I always do when I get on a call that somebody applies for my coaching is I always ask them like, how did you hear about me or how did you find my stuff? Nine yeah. times out of ten, they've been following me for six months. Sometimes yeah. more. So if you look at that, I've been posting on Instagram, posting on Facebook, writing emails three times a week, doing blogs once a week for years and it takes them months and months and months of just following every single action for them to actually trust me enough to give me their money and help them see change, right? So a lot of people, it's like, and Steve always says this too, and it's like, uh, hey, nice shoes, let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. You should probably take them on a date first, get their number, <laughs> talk to them a little bit, right? Like get to know them. It's the same exact concept and I think like applying that message or just trying to deliver free content and being okay with like backend money, like coming later on, like it's just part of the entire game if you want to be successful. Yeah. 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 There's so much work in the front end that gets done to like build that relationship. Yeah. Um, and how you do that is consistency. Yeah. So if you're not writing right now or not writing enough because you're like, it's not good enough. Like I don't want to share this. It's never going to get to the point where you feel great enough that you're like, this is, fucking awesome i love this i want to share this like yeah. that takes time to develop and to be quite honest so many like you're gonna put so much shit out that people will never fucking see like yeah. ever it and then, that, that's what i was even say about like repurposing content like you can go back to a post so <clears throat> here's something i do almost every day if i can remember because i don't write everything down is i will go to like my on this day thing on facebook you know what it says like what happened yeah. in recent years on the date i will go to that and then see if there's something in there that I can pull content out from and then reuse. like either use that theme or like use something very similar to that. Or if I wrote like a long post, then I can pull like a quote out from that. Or if I like wrote something, I can be like, oh, well, like obviously my writing is way better. It gets better. Like, you know, it gets better all the time because I'm writing every single day. I can like rewrite that with the same idea. And that's just like content. Yeah. Well, so, and, it's, and it's the same thing with like if you go to uh, whether you have AWeber or MailChimp or whatever, you can f see what your uh, like best open rate emails are. So if you go way back and you find the best email you've ever written and you wrote it two years ago, great. Take it, tweak it, yeah. and do it again, right? Same thing with blogs. I'll, I'll go back and find blogs, retweak the title, re-edit it so, so it's a little bit uh, – just a little bit fresh and then repost it. Yeah, because you can change. There's loads of stuff you can change. You can change stories that are in it. Like storytelling is huge. So if it's revolved around one story, but it's like one theme, you can change a story that relates to it and talk about the same theme. And it's a completely different experience that someone might resonate with that they didn't before. Yeah.
So I, th- I think the big purpose there, like the whole concept is just consistency, right? Like across yeah. the board, you have to be consistent. And then going back to um, like not liking what you post, like to th- I-, I post so much shit on Instagram and to this day, every time before I click post, I look at it and go, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Because there's always going to be that feeling that you're they're going like people are going to think I'm a fucking douchebag or whatever it may be. So like people need to get over that hump and I hear that all the time. Like I help uh, some trainers out where they they're always like, "Man, I just I almost post and then I just say fucking I don't because I'm just worried about what people think." I I'm like, "It's this judgment thing." I'm like, "Dude, you're projecting. Like your own judgment in your head is what you're projecting on other people." And I went through that too. So I think getting over that hump and just just going fuck it, I'm just gonna start posting like crazy. It'll just help you get better and better because you're never gonna like your content as much as like it's never gonna be perfect. Is what I'm trying to yeah. say because to this yeah, day, yeah. I, I always think I can do better, right? And that's why I keep growing. Yeah, they can, and that's like so. That's something I talk about in my book, which we'll talk about later. Is like a huge thing is like writer's block. You know, when people yes. say like, I just don't know where to write. I'm like, fuck, I just, I have too many ideas. I don't, like, I, I like, I don't even have that problem because, and like, if I'm working on pieces for clients, sometimes like, you know, some stuff gets confusing, but there's just like, there's so many different ways to like completely get that out of the way and just it, there to be like an unlimited amount of content and ideas for you to write about it. And you're just, if you're consistently writing, like everything will just flow. And like, part of that is literally just writing like sitting down i tell people write a fact like a fact that like you're looking at something and it like my the wall behind me is blue i'm looking at this wall and like you literally just start (laughs) writing and then you'll you'll figure something out yeah and then like and then you go back and like delete that stuff when you're editing but there's just so much there's a whole like that's the whole like agonizing like the old writers love to say this so like i don't i don't even really call myself a writer because i don't know like a copywriter like i I do write but when you look at like really good writers like you're a professional writer dude yeah i know (laughs) and then like now i'm like an author and i'm like i don't write like i look at people who are like really good actually good writers and i'm like fuck yeah 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 i just write things i'm not like a writer (laughs) um but if you look at like people like that are like agonized over every single fucking word. Yeah. You can do that eventually, but like that's gonna mess with you a lot. Yeah. So if you just like write and just like put stuff out, um, like you, you'll figure it out. Like yeah. it'll, it'll happen. And, and there's what you think about like worrying about other people, um, what other people think. I, I think one of the big things that it helps you get over that is to write a piece like the deepest, darkest terrible secret you can think of and like writing it so i've written about <laughs> I, I swear to god and then burn it <laughs> no i mean you can post whatever so john wrote something um it was a couple years ago and it's like his his piece on depression and um i remember like, that most people knowing it like you wouldn't necessarily like before that you wouldn't look at john and like think that's depressing like he has all this stuff he's also like you know best-selling author all this shit and um and like that to me was huge yeah. Like after that, I was like, holy shit. One, that's like he's connected with so many people from him, like helped a lot of people. But that was to him is like the deepest, darkest secret. And like a lot of writers talk about like bleeding onto the page and like putting everything you can into it. And like when you can write a piece <clears throat> and if you can get to that point of like sharing something like that. Extremely vulnerable. It, yeah. Then you you very rarely will have like put something out again that – bothers you like that yeah like i've written i I can think of like two pieces off the top of my head that i've written that i've i've like 
actually like actually cried writing it because, like in different points because there's just so much motion around it. Yeah. yeah. And like that's such a weird thing because I would never be like, yeah, I was writing, you know, like I started crying. It was like one about my wife and one about like I wrote a, a thing about like my tattoos and like what they mean to me and how like all this shit in my past. And like I'm both of them were published. Um which it's funny because people are like you're so brave for sharing that to me that wasn't even a thing like i wasn't even i wasn't worried about that because i'm like i just i feel like it would, it would help so many people just hearing about something like that because i know so many people struggle with that because like john wrote that piece and that helped so many people that way and yeah. there's always going to be people who like say stuff and you know and i dealt with some of the stuff with the book coming out like i was worried about certain things but that was just because like the place that i was in in my mind um and that was why i fucked with me yeah no, I think I think that's huge. As soon as I started becoming more vulnerable on this podcast or just open with people and I wrote a couple pieces on uh, just being a fat kid growing up and like specific names people would call me and shit like that that really bugged me and it's the same thing. Like it's kind of – it's almost weird writing it and it's really awkward like posting it. But once you do, you get messages. You get people that resonate it with it. And at the end of the day, like we know this. You're not alone. Like everybody has been through similar things as you so it really, really helps. Um, but I, I want to backtrack a little bit because you mentioned something that might be in your book, I guess. Um, and I just thought of this: like, do you have tactics to get out of writer's block? Is yeah, man. Okay, so like, let's share that because I think it's funny how everybody has their own little thing to get out of it, and and sometimes it just it kills me, man. Oh, okay. Um, well, I don't remember actually off the top of my head what the the ones in the book are because um, I've think two or three chapters that are similar to it. So one is like I was saying, just, just like you write a fact of something like a, a fact that is, is like absolutely true. Like I said, the color of the wall, something you see outside, something you're looking at, just like a fact. And the biggest part is just starting to write. It just gets your brain and your fingers working together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, I, like I said, you can go back and edit all that stuff out and like delete all that stuff. But when you start agonizing over like just starting and like looking at a blank page is one of the weirdest things. I fucking things. hate that. Yeah. So like if you just get something on there, your name, the date, like what something you're looking at, what's going on. Um, that's a good one. Another one that I really like is like I said, pulling um, a theme out or like knowing that I'm going to write about something. So I never just like sit down. I'm like, I'm going to write today, but I don't know what I'm going to write about. Like I will right. go and say, like, like I said, I pulled this theme from something. Um, what I did for a while when I was every, every morning, this for me about like two months, I would go to brainy quote. Yeah. Brainy quote.com and pull the quote of the day and like pull that into a doc. And I would just write anything that came to that, like any, anything that came to mind related to like, to like that quote. So if I can relate a story to that and like weave that quote into it, like what this person was thinking. So I just posted a quote just like a couple minutes ago on Facebook. I was like, <laughs> long quote because i just like writing and just like kept writing um and it was like a quote from larry bird and then it was like about like you can only control you you can't control like what other people are doing and like you never know what someone else is doing and like never know who's going to show up and who you're going to compete against so like i just started writing about that that quote and then it was like it's true like you don't really know what's going on then i related back to like one of my powerlifting meets when i was competing and i went into this meet uh and like based on the previous, like the state records, I was gonna smash bench squat deadlift, like all three of the records. Showed up, smashed them. Ten minutes later, the guy that was like in the flight next, like you know, behind me, was in my weight class. 
completely destroyed me. Like, was not even close. This dude, I think I squatted <laughs> that meet. I was like, I squatted like 480, bench like 315 or whatever, because I missed all my third lifts, and then deadlifts is 600. And this dude like squatted, I think like six or something, and like Damn. benched 435 or 425, and deadlifted at like 650. Oh my god! So, that that's the whole thing. Like, you can't control any of that. Right. Like, you can't. So like. That's all the post is about, and they pulled it off this quote, this quote from Larry Bird, and then like I just put my personal experiences into it, and like wrapped it around, to, like, like with the story weaved into it, and like the same thing happened at the next beat, and I actually ended up getting the bench press state record in like New Jersey at the time, which I'm the worst bencher ever. Like, <laughs> out of all of them, like I would never get a bench press record, and then like when I competed, I was in the 181s, and I benched like 325, and they're like, "Hey, you got the record." I'm like. That you should keep that and not tell anybody about this because <laughs> that's not good. Right. Um, but that's the same thing. Like, I went into that going, like, okay, I'm going to get the squat and deadlift record. Ended up, they split our flights into like two days. So the guy before me, I came in the next day. I'm like, fuck, he just destroyed him. Like, he ended up deadlifting like almost close to the sevens or something like that. I was like, I can't fucking do that. And then same thing with the squad, he destroyed it. And I ended up with the bench. I was like, what the, like, so you just like the whole thing was like, you never know what's going to happen. Like right. you, you can only control what you do. And like, that's something that I don't know. I haven't looked, but like maybe people will resonate with it. Maybe it won't. Yeah. But the more you post the content out and like see these things, you'll, you'll start seeing what people resonate with stories that you can tell the same stories over and over and weave it into different ways and like use all of that stuff. Um, I got off track. We were talking about. Right I, I think Gary V is a great example of that. Like his his content is the same fucking thing every day. And I'm a huge fan, and I watch shit all the time. So it just shows that like I resonate with his story of be patient, hustle, grind. Like it's all like a, a big vision, and and I just deliberately watch his shit because I love it. And he just he it's the same thing. So like you said, you can repurpose things, which is actually what I was gonna something I suggest to a good. I was gonna say before you go that that's actually it's a great point because. Those are like themes. So like that's like those are part of Gary's brand and like who he is as a person. Right. Like also grind, like or you know, like that that's him. So that's what he's he's known for. If he went on and talked about a million different things, he wouldn't be as known for like those things. People wouldn't be like when they say hustle, like most people are like, Yeah, fucking Gary. You know what I mean? But if he talked about like a million different other things and did this all this other crazy shit, then they wouldn't have such a strong opinion with certain things. That's why I think like themes or pillars around like the content, like who you are and what you do is so important because then people connect with it. You can be sharing like the same talk of like there's people who are just like simple, you know, like the simple, simplistic training type of stuff. And they talk about that like every single day, but then like, that's what you get known for. And like, that's your thing. So when people need that, they come to you. Right. No, I love that, man. Um, I, I, I think another like thing to add on to that, what I was going to say is uh, curating. A lot of people ask me like how do you get ideas with content? And when you were saying like you take the brainy quote and put it in a doc, like that's similar to what I do. But um, like we talked about last time, I use a sticky note and yeah. I literally just um, – yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I got a uh, – my uncle – my aunt and uncle are Jewish and they gave me a Hanukkah gift and it's like always like it's, – it's not to like – crap on them but they give me a bag full of random shit all the time right <laughs> and uh there was like a like two big things of sticky notes in in mine and shannon's and shannon's like what the fuck a sticky note like <laughs> i use my iphone i literally was like oh perfect <laughs> give me that <laughs> 
But uh, so what I'll do is is I love reading other people's blogs, and I think that's important because every night, like, I'll read blogs, even if I just skim through it, or I'll go to Precision Nutrition, and if I don't see anything that like really catches my eye, I'll at least browse the titles. Um, when I'm in the grocery store, I look at men's health, men's fitness. I look at all these magazines, and I look for titles. I look for different ideas. That's how a lot of my blogs are created because like you're never going to come up with an like 100% original piece. Somebody has written about whatever you're going to talk about unless you're talking about something very personal to you. So for me, I'll write down like I I read a blog on uh, recovery the other day and I'm going to do my own complete take on recovery nutrition because I'm a nutrition guy. So I'm going to do my version of that. But that gave me idea. I wrote it down and now when I have writer's blog, it's going to be easy because I'll look at that and go, okay, here we go. Just start yeah. writing, right? And then I can resource to all these places I from other people who have done recovery stuff. Yeah, so that's actually like in my book I wrote about that, and that's we call them like swipe files. And that's examples of other work that you like. It's something that caught your eye, a sales page, a headline of an article, a, a theme of an article that you have that, and you can refer back to that. So if you need an idea, you can go back to that and be like, okay, that's something like I can write about and put my spin on it, like your stories, your experiences, what you think about it, like all of that stuff as opposed to – just don't copy people's shit. Like you yeah. have your own experience. Like just be you. And that's yeah. part of like writing and finding your voice. Yeah. That's um, huge. And then all this stuff is actually like um, getting away from like writing. Like if you're sitting down for a computer for like at a, for a while and you just can't write and can't do things like go do something um, that like, you know, will k- take your mind off it. Like I know you're big into walks. Um, I, I, if like I said, if, if where our houses are like I, I, the neighbor can see into the like, kitchen and shit. Like, this is where I got <laughs> my office. So if, like, someone actually was looking in their windows, they'd think I was crazy because I'm, like, up and down all day. I'm, like, sit, I'll go into my living room and start, like, juggling. I'll do, like, random shit and, like, moving on the floor. And, like, <laughs> I think people think I'm probably crazy. Like, And that's just part of it is just, like, okay, I'm, like, stuck at something. And I'll, like, go up and do, like, kind of just get my mind off it and do whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, some people can't do that because they're in offices. But, um yeah, just like there, there's so many ways of just like using other. I the 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 Facebook thing is huge. Like if you go to like on this day, and if you're posting content, if not, yeah, yeah it's a little bit different. Yeah. But um, and I've if, been doing it for years. So. And if you already know what you're going to be writing about, and you still have writer's block because you just can't write, like I think juggling for example it really is just like a shift move right like uh something we've done in our coach stuff is a shift move you just go scream or do burpees or whatever like so i'll go do 50 push-ups as fast as i can or i've literally filled up a glass like the biggest glass i have is just fucking like 25 ounces and i'll just chug (laughs) chug water as fast as i can um or i'll do like band polar parts or i'll walk to go get the mail like anything i can do to just like break shit up so I, I agree with that 100% um, one thing I wanted to ask you is just your opinion on fiction because one thing I haven't been doing a lot lately just because I've been getting into all these other books that I'm reading um, is I used to read fiction a lot and that helped me get into reading like or I mean into writing uh, before I was really creative with my own writing I think that helped me a lot like reading other authors who are writing about fucking space marines and aliens and weird shit like that do you do that still? Is that something that helped you at the beginning? And would you recommend that? Because I think a lot of trainers ask me, like, what should I be reading? And they expect me to say, like, oh, pick up 531 or Starting Strength. And I'm like, oh, you should read this book called Wayward Pines. It's like about like these like fucking monsters. There's three of them. Or, <laughs> Go read Jack Reacher. It's really good. Like, yeah. what's your opinion on that? Yeah. So um, I just pulled it up because uh, 
the book because I, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, it was it was 13 ways to spark writing inspiration and get the juices flowing. So we talked about facts. Juggling was in there. Fiction. Um, simple things like just listening to like looped instrumentals like gets me in the into the phase of writing. Um, exercise, brain drugs, so like nootropics. I'm I'm big on like nootropics and coffee and all that stuff. And and when we didn't mention it was like taking a siesta. Or like meditating. Oh, okay. I was like, yes, <laughs> I call this yes, fuck around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like just like meditating, something like that. And and fiction is is one of them. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'd like to say I'm big into reading fiction. Um, it, I I don't do it as much as I should, just because like where I'm at right now in my business, I'm just super fucking busy, and mm-hmm. that's just an excuse of like not making enough time to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of, of reading fiction and that for, for different reasons. One creativity two is like getting your mind off reading the same, like do this, do this, do this type of thing to read a nonfiction. Um, and like then taking your eye off the prize and giving like, Oh, I should be doing this now and I'm doing this and you know, just, you know, mentally masturbating on something that you should be doing where the fiction can just completely take you to a different place. So you know, whether it's like fantasy type of stuff or I'm a huge Jack Reacher fan too. Like I, that's basically my go-to fiction. Like I actually just will reread Jack Reacher books that I've read before. It's just because <laughs> I love his character and like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll just reread that and just, um, and I think reading it is big because you look at like, especially those books, the Jack Reacher. One of the reasons I like it is I love Lee Child's style and the writing and when you can actually see sentence structure and like how everything flows and, and read it like visually as opposed to listen to it, it like when you do that consistently, it comes up in your writing too. Like yeah. you, you'll start writing like that. Cause you and paint a, a picture, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally. But consciously it just happens when you're writing as well. Yeah. Um, because it's like, if you start doing that and, and it just, uh, it, it gets you using different words that you wouldn't normally use just depending on what you're reading in like fiction, it gets yeah. you thinking, uh, thinking of things like differently. So if you read the same thing about training and nutrition all the time, with the same people, most people aren't very descriptive or creative when it comes to like explaining something where if you can use like paint a picture in someone's mind with stories or just like certain words that you're using, it, it <coughs> excuse me, it gives them a whole different experience when they're reading what you have to write yeah. and fiction, like, you, they have to do that literally, and and I think it, it even <laughs> even though most people listening to this would be writing about fitness, you still can paint that picture. And and so one thing that happened to me is I had a bunch of people recommending to do so, and I was like, dude, I'm not gonna fucking read fiction. And yeah. then and then I heard uh, Paul Mort said something about like his favorite books, and they were all fiction. And I was like, man, he's killing it on emails. That's kind of weird. <laughs> and then I heard uh, I, I was reading about John Romanello actually, and he was like a huge Dungeons and Dragons like geek yeah. and all this stuff. And I was like. He was talking about fiction and I was like, okay, maybe I should give this a try. And then I read – the first one I read was that Wayward Pine series. And I remember like my heart just beating out of my chest because it was so fucking intense and I like felt like I was there. And it was the first time I was like just into this book and it was completely fiction, right? There was like weird monsters and all this stuff and I was like, okay, now I get it. And that helped me – and that was years ago but that helped me a ton. Yeah, so uh, uh, the good point because what you made is like – it, it made you feel like you were there. And one of the reasons people read content or share content or resonate with you is because it's an escape from their reality of like how they feel right now. And like 
getting to a place. Like there's there's no shortage of information. So that's you know one of the reasons people will not write or are not writing right now is like there's it's been said before. It's all this stuff. There's no shortage of information where in like the trend is like sky high where everyone is putting out sh- like putting shit out now and like more and more people. It's so much easier to create like websites and do all this stuff. The way that you will create an audience is connecting with people and people connect through stories. People connect with good writing. People connect with, you know, someone that can make them feel a certain way. And like fiction, like that's literally what keeps people hooked to read the book. Like if you can't get someone to feel that, like feel those emotions and be in that place and, and like go through this journey with like that, you know, the character, the main character is going through, then you lose that. It's not like here are these facts and like this is what you do to build a business and like make a million bucks in like six months. You know, there's not like there's this huge gold prize at the end that people like that's the reason they're reading the book. Yeah. It's this other stuff. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you or you might have an idea, but you're like, wow, I have to know what happens next. And like yeah. that was all, I can't believe he's doing this. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, or like in Jack Reader says, like, this guy's just a fucking badass. What's he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I think fiction's huge. So, um, so one thing I want to I want to jump back um, a little bit and talk about get kind of back on the copywriting track um, and finding your voice. So one thing I I was thinking about when I was just kind of picturing like I was trying to picture a day in the life of Joey like how I, like what I if I would was you right writing for all these people and I was like man I'm so in tune with my own voice and writing about my own content and who my audience is. How do you? Um, I want to take this two ways. Like first, how do you because almost be like a chameleon, right? Because you'll have all these different audiences that you have to write for. How do you become the person you need to become to write for that individual? Um, and then what do you recommend trainers do for themselves? Because they're not going to be a chameleon, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's like <clears throat> the hardest part of like what I do is like try, like having to match the voice of, of certain clients. And like this is um, – and so what, what I do with all my clients before, like when we first start is we get on a call and we do a big, long interview. And it's like, I ask them a bunch of questions, um, about their, you know, about their company, about their business, about the product, about like random shit that they would think have no idea. Um, like they just they're like, that doesn't, why do you need to know that? But it's just like, it gets me into like their shoes in the company and like how they react to certain things. And, um, that's that's one of the hardest parts about writing like that's um like you have to i i have to look at this situation as and it depends on the content of writing but i have to look at it like okay this is what this person would say and like i have to match this voice and a lot of that comes down from the editing process too so like i'll write and i have to go back and like now i have to change words and like try to make things fit to like what they have to say you know what i mean like it's but it comes down to a lot of it's like asking, uh, a- answering a bunch of these questions that tell tell you about like, um, you know, the business and also like who the person is, like what they love, what they hate, what they're for, what they're against, like you know the the type of way they like what's and when we're talking about like personal writing, it's like things that you know molded them into the person that they are today, like big wins that they've had, like big losses, like it just just like random crazy stuff. Um, so for a trainer to take that, would you, 
you can't really quiz yourself. Well, I guess you could quiz yourself. Do you kind of recommend they almost go through the same checklist but in their own mind? So for me saying, okay, what does Cody stand for? What is Cody's core values? What is Cody's business? And actually trying to define that. Who is Cody's uh, target audience? Like looking at my followers and kind of doing that background on myself before I start digging into copywriting? So I would like – what do you mean by digging into copywriting? Uh, uh, so more of like selling for or uh, selling through words. So not necessarily like a blog, obviously. But if I'm writing a Facebook advertisement, I'm writing an email pitch. I am doing a landing page, something along those lines. So a lot of a, a lot of finding. Uh, so th- I, I think there's a there's a difference between finding your voice and then writing content that's going to resonate with your audience. So. When you say like your voice, it's like the style of writing. I think the kind of topics, like the main, like I was talking about before, like the pillars that you kind of write about frequently that are like your business or like you're, you're, you're getting, you're like, you're the, you're doing nutrition. Like that's your thing now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you talk about other stuff, but nutrition is what you talk about. Right. And like flexible, you know, like fitting into your lifestyle and all that stuff. So like, that's what you're being known for. Now, if you talked about like powerlifting and doing some other things or like sports performance, then that's like a bunch of other stuff as well like that's different right so i think that's one side of it then the other side of like knowing what the business is about like what's it for is is like i think throw that out the window right now and it's focusing on who you're talking to okay and who they are and when you look at like um uh like creating your avatar or whatever like most people like what's their age and what's their name and like all this shit i think that's just like yeah you can put that shit down to like try to paint a better picture in your in your head but that's those aren't the things that that like stand out yeah you know what i mean it's like it's it's who do they you know like how do they talk what are they thinking like what are their biggest struggles and when i say that's like what if you you ever like laid in bed at night and like couldn't fall asleep because something was like really bothering you like what is that thing for that person and like where you know what are their goals and like where do they want to go like what do they what do they really want and is it – it's not like, okay, they they just want to lose this weight. Okay, like why do they want to lose this weight? And I have like two two examples in the book that I wrote, which is like one was um, – dude's name is like Hank I made up. And like he's like this gamer and he came back home and his wife was cheating on him with like the pool boy. And like <laughs> so his whole reason for getting – like getting into shape was because like he wanted to feel – like he wanted to feel attractive again. He wanted to feel purpose – like he wanted purpose in his life. He wanted all this stuff, whereas – the, the other example I gave, I don't remember what it was, but it's like a completely different thing. Like they both wanted to lose weight, but they're completely different reasons. And I think knowing about that and that that's one of the most important things um, is like knowing your audience really well. And there's there's lots of different ways of doing that, um, which I mean we can talk about too. But I think that's very important when you're writing. Right. And kind of – I guess that kind of comes back to – and I hear this all the time. Um, obviously Warrior talks about it all the time. But – just in general, I've heard Tony Robbins do the same thing. It's kind of the pain versus pleasure, right? And you kind of have to target that pain because it's not the 30 pounds that's going to attract the, the fat loss client. It's it's what that 30 pounds being off is going to give that client that's going to bring them in or the pain of having that 30 pounds still on them, right? Kind of attacking that. And I think a lot of people are afraid to it, – it kind of sounds brutal, right? Like attacking people's weak points, but that's the only way to get kind of through to them. Yeah, so we talked this, about this before too. A lot of people like also associate pain with like just like attacking someone, and I don't think in like 
personally in all businesses that works. And a lot of people say they like attack pain when they really don't. They're they're attacking different emotions. Right. But um, uh, the point of you saying attacking people, a great way to get those painful emotions out or like make them feel those emotions but not make them feel attacked is by writing stories. And when you write stories about a person that is experiencing this thing, right. that is the, the same problems, whether it's you talking about you were a fat kid and you had these problems and people called you these names, you're not, you're not saying like, are you fat? Did someone call you like, yeah. you know, chubby chub? Like, just, like <laughs> just saying that to them, you're I'm saying a- like, this is my personal story. Right. So when you write it that, like say, you write your story or someone's story um, in when it's all like negative, when it's bad, when it's painful, when it's like when when someone can say like, holy shit, like that, that's me. Like I'm going through that same thing. Then you when you, you wrap the story around to them when it goes into pleasure, when it's like these are the good things that happen after it. This is the good like this is what it can be. So like say in the book, plenty is like people don't buy like what you're selling. They don't like want this thing. They want who that makes them become. They want like w- how people are going to treat them after they want, how they're going to feel after they're not like, I just want to lose 10 pounds. They want to like, they want what comes with that, that fat loss. Like exactly the thing that I said, like who they are as a person, like how they feel about themselves, how everyone treats them, how their husband looks at them. Like all of that stuff is what they really want. Not like to lose fucking, you know, 20, 30 pounds, whatever it is. Right. I think that's huge. And that's kind of like uh, – I I hear this more when you're selling products but like benefits versus features, right? If you're in a retail store, don't sell the feature. Sell the benefit. So again, just selling that result. Um, I love it, man. So let's uh, let's go into the book. I want to do that before we have to get off the call. Uh, First, what – I mean the book's going to be out by the time this comes out, correct? Yeah, it's the 12th and it's uh, the 18th. So I'm doing it on my birthday. The oh, 18th dope. of December. Love it. Love <laughs> That's it. my 30th birthday to present to myself. Perfect. So this is going to come uh, – this podcast will drop literally right after that. So um, what is the book called? It's called um, Why Do You Hate Money. And it's, Why Do You uh, Hate Money? I like yeah, that. It's um, a fitness marketing guide. It's the subtitle is long. It's a fitness marketing guide to create content that kills, craft copy that converts, and master the science of selling without selling out. So um, the title is that title because like – I, and I know a lot of other trainers struggle with the idea of, especially when it comes to health and fitness of, of, of selling. Um, and part of that, the reason is like a lot of the, a lot of the times we got into this and we're doing what we're doing because like we loved it, um, or do love it. And like it completely changed our life and that's why we want to do it. So I grew up with like in my family money issues. So I always had that attached to it. And to me, I, I see so many trainers struggled with it and like the idea of like, I don't want to sell because like I feel like I'm selling out or I don't want to be like a sleazy salesman and shit like that. And the whole book, the whole copywriting, the whole marketing approach that, that I bring out in the book is to completely like that is like there's none of that shit. Like we're coming to it. We're coming like through it from an authentic and like ethical way. And of like knowing like this is what you can do to help someone. This is how you can help someone. You just have to communicate that message and that's what copywriting is. And it's like this is how we communicate that message and this is how you do it. And like lays out the plan from, you know, like we talked about. It's like finding your voice, the barriers that are holding you back from writing, like writer's block, um, how you're going to connect with people. Like we talk – I talk about mind reading. just like knowing your, your, you know, your customer, your avatar, whoever – um, and like all these different ways you can do that and like lays it out from like emails, sales pages, well, all that. Damn. So it's, it, I mean, it obviously has 
action plans in there too, right? Yeah. So at the end, so basically each chapter has um, obviously themed. And at the end, I have copy cliff notes, which is just like quick things of like what it was. And there's templates too, so like headlines, bullet points, um, like all of this stuff. And then actually the, <laughs> the workbook was just, like, so I did a, a workbook, which is going to be, um, it's going to come like a company with it. And that was just going to be like all of the, the headlines and all that stuff after. But I started putting it together and I was like, I think the workbook is fucking awesome. I was like, this is almost better than the book. If it's gonna go <laughs> better because it, it's, it's actually working you through all of this. Right. So when I talk about the things holding you back from writing and like people's biggest barriers are, and it's like, you know, I, I, I listed a couple and it's like, okay, which one do you like, which one is your problem right now? Like your biggest one. It's like, okay, you circle it. All right, now what are you going to do about it? Like, what is your plan for the next 30 days to break through that? Like, what are you going to do? Like, write that down. And that's something like, okay, now I have to, I'm going to write every day for 30 days. I'm going to write like 100 words or whatever it is. And then I have like templates for headlines. So like, we're writing, now you're writing your sales page and like almost all the way through the book. And like, okay, here's all these headlines. Like, come up with 15 or 20 headlines based on the templates that are used in the book and like your theme. So it's like the workbook goes through it. Yeah, it's, it like takes you through like start to finish of like, who you know figuring out like where you're gonna find about your audience and like answering the questions that i gave to you and like all this shit dude i i honestly wish i had this fucking six seven years ago when i started to blog right <laughs> yeah and that's probably what you're about to say is you wish you had something like this too yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's why i mean that's why um i wrote the book so like and th- this is one of the, the the pushbacks for myself and like from other people so it's like copywriting i've i I haven't been doing it like i've been training for 10 years haven't been copywriting for 10 years so i know there's guys in it that like look at someone like me coming in like who the fuck is this guy writing this book and he's only been doing this for years and like i'm like i've been in the industry for 20 years and like but that's that's not how like that's not how i wrote the book i wrote the book of like this is what i i do now this is all of the shit that i learned here you go. Like right. use this because I wasted so many years of my career saying that like I don't want to do this because I felt a certain way. So that's why I want to come in like, dude, you don't have to feel this way because of this. Like if you come if you approach it this way, you shouldn't feel like that at all. And then this is how you just connect your message like with people and this is how you talk to people and this is how you relate and this is how you write. And like that's one of the reasons I did. I'm like, I wish someone had that. Like yeah. I wish I and you know what? In defense of you, like I will say is I know I know multiple people you are working with um, and I know some of them personally who are happy with what they're doing with you and results speak louder than words. So I don't care if you've been doing it for 30 days or 10 years. At the end of the day, results speak. And if you're, if you're doing good work, you can teach that good work. But on top of that, if you've been training for 10 years, you have been copywriting in a sense because you have been selling what you do constantly. And that's one thing I had to get over is like – I wasn't a copywriter, so I wasn't giving myself permission to really sell through what I was creating. But then I thought about it. And it's like, well, I've, I've written a thousand emails. I've written yeah. 500 plus blogs. You know what I mean? I write every day on Facebook. It's like that is like the more words you write. It's like the uh, 10,000 hour rule, right? The more words you write, the more – the better you're getting at copywriting essentially uh, because copywriting yeah. is – I mean it's really like selling what you do through words, right? Um, yeah. So I think that's huge and I think that anybody listening to this, even if you're not creating squeeze pages, you're not creating landing pages and ads, 
this is going to help you create better emails. It's going to create better uh, Instagram captions. It's going to help create better yeah. Facebook statuses. And I think that is the like foundational steps to getting to a point where you are getting paid a lot of money through your words. And at some point when you're owning a gym or you're owning a big business, you're going to have to step down that, that rabbit hole of ads and email marketing and anything like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's funny that you say that because that was also the, like, I, this book was written to like me like years ago. You know what I mean? It was like those people that like the book was written for and I'm helping. That was me. Like I was the one who was, as I said, I said in the beginning of the book in like the intro, I'm like, I wish someone smacked me in the face with this book years ago. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wish I read this. I'm like, Oh wow. Like I don't feel like an asshole if I'm doing this like this way. That would have, it would have made things way easier. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's actually the, sort of like the work we saw, uh, like there's, there's a lot more than just like selling through copywriting in here. It's, it's, it's direct response, but it's like the whole like mindset behind it and like all this other stuff um, in the business. I even talk about like funnels and shit too. Like if you have that in or like why that could be important in the business too. Yeah. So there's a lot of that stuff, man. Dude, uh, I love it. I'm, I'm excited for the book. I'm excited to read it. I hope a bunch of people get it. Cause like, I, I got to say it again, like writing has been such an impactful thing, not only in my life to just like express what I do through words, but it's been a direct correlation of why I've been able to create a successful online business is because like I put words out there onto the internet every fucking day. Yeah. Like it's important. This is 2017. We need to be putting out content. Yeah, you need to connect with people. It's super important. And you'll be amazed like when you start like the way you write and like how you write and and you can connect with people like all over the world and it's crazy. Yeah. And they'll like you can meet them like this. I know you, you've had this happen to you. Like you've met someone like it just at the the summit like a couple months ago, you met people and like they they feel like they're like you know them so well. Yeah. Literally, like you could even not even talk to them in re- like you know a video conversation or on the phone or anything, but just yeah. through like communication online stuff, it, it's crazy. Like we live in a crazy world, and like writing is a huge way to to get it. And I, it's not going away. No. It's not- no, it's not. Um, <laughs> cool, dude. So I'm going to put the link for that in the show notes. So guys, if you want to grab the book, drop down a link in show notes. For those in the Mind vs. Muscle team page, I'm going to put a link in there as well on Facebook. If you're not in the team page, click the link in the uh, description below and you can get in there. Joey, how do people follow you? Because I know that uh, personally, I take notes when I see your Facebook posts. I take notes when I see your Instagram posts. So I think that's really important for people too that, again, if you haven't started like – long form copywriting uh, a good start is instagram a good start is uh youtube or facebook or any of these places where you have to use some form of words and joey's all over all those so why don't you share uh where they can find you on all those yeah and every i mean everything it's it's at joey persia um facebook is where i spend most of my, like put most of my content and stuff my blog same thing as joey persia um there's not like it's still if you go on it's still a lot of fitness stuff um, that'll probably actually stay on there and I'll just like change some of the stuff, but there'll be more copy and marketing stuff on there, um, and life, but yeah, Facebook is the best. And then the website and like, um, definitely get the book. I would be very surprised if you don't like it. So during the launch this, we're going to be doing like incentive prices too. So it's I'm actually doing the first 48 hours for free in Kindle. Oh, shit. Um, and then we're going to be like doing like 99 cents for like the month or the, the week or so. So um yeah but either way and then you can get i just like print copy books so like dude 99 cents if you guys do not fucking buy this book (laughs) you are so dumb because i i honestly like with all that you're i've paid (laughs) a lot of money for courses and and uh just like 30 day things or being part of groups and stuff like that just to get more information on this kind of stuff so the fact that he's giving away for that cheap is such a steal 
So. Yeah, I just want to. That's what I said. Part of it, like this, is just to get in the hands of as many people as I can. That's Dope. why it's. That's why it's that price. I love it, man. Well, thank and you. And then for... they'll go to normal pricing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll actually charge somebody the money. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I enjoyed talking to your beautiful bald head in that blue screen behind you. Um, and we'll have to do it again sometime, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.